what in the world do people who lived thousands of years ago have to do with your life or my life today? Well, just like you and me, these people dealt with real life issues. We're discovering that the issues of the people in the Bible are not so very much different than our issues in the 21st century. Thank you for joining me for a jolt of joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Bible teacher and author Carol McLeod, and I'm delighted to spend this time together with you every weekday as we study the Word of God together. So far in our real life story found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, we've only met the good guy and the bad guy. The good guy is Elijah, the Tishbite, and his very name means the Lord is Jehovah. He knew who he was and who he believed. Now, Ahab is the bad guy in the story. He's married to Jezebel, who is a conniving, seductive temptress. And so let's continue on with the story and see what it has to do with our real life issues today. Verse two, the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Kareth, which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and lived by the brook Kareth which is east of the Jordan. You know, even if you're in a season of spiritual or emotional drought, God has a plan for you because you belong to him in the season of drought. He knows exactly what you're going through and he has a plan for you that's for your highest and best. Will you obey the word of the Lord while in a time of dryness? Elijah had to decide to obey. He had to decide to go where God told him to go. You will never escape your season of drought if you do not listen and obey. Elijah listened to God and he obeyed. Now, this didn't make sense in the natural. Ravens were scavengers, not providers. And even brooks dry up when there is no rain. But my friend, obey God even when he calls you to do something unusual. He can and will use anything to bless and provide for his children. You know, let me just tell you this. If you're in a season of financial dryness, you should give something away. Now, that makes no sense in the natural. In the natural, we should be hoarding. We should be keeping. But God says, give, and it shall be given unto you. If you're in a difficult relationship, you know what you should do them? With that person, you should forgive and bless them. Now, that makes no sense in the natural. A worldly person would tell you to speak your mind, to get even, to give them a cold shoulder. But that's not what the word of the Lord says. The word of the Lord says to forgive and to give. What will you do to get out of your season of dryness? Will you obey the Bible, even when it doesn't make sense in the natural? Let's read. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 6. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he would drink from the little brook. Now remember, ravens were scavengers. They were not providers. In the natural, this didn't make any sense. But God works supernaturally. The ravens provided for the man of God 
even when it didn't make any sense. Now, what did the ravens bring him? The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he got his water from the little brook. So these were the forms of provision while Elijah was living in a season of drought. It was bread. It was the bread of his presence. Bread in the Bible always symbolizes the word of God. And then did you know that meat in the Bible symbolizes the joy of the Lord? The actual biblical usage of this word means to make glad. That meat made the person who was eating it glad. So it means to make glad. That's what's going to get you through a season of dryness is the word of God and the joy of the Lord. And then this verse tells us that Elijah drank of the brook. The brook was a low place that was watered by a stream. God will send the Holy Spirit to your lowest places. Did you know that? It is possible to be joyful even in your lowest times. God will water you with all that he is, even in seasons of drought. Verse 7, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. No rain? What happened? God had promised to provide for Elijah. Now, the promise has not changed. Don't panic. Don't panic you in the 21st century and don't panic Elijah. Just the strategy of blessing has changed. Don't expect God's provision always to come from the exact same place every single time. Don't limit God with your limited expectations. God has infinite possibilities at your disposal. You know, growing up, my parents provided for me a roof over my head, food to eat, a bed to sleep on, all the little extras in in their daughter's life. And now I'm an adult. I'm a woman. And my source has not changed. Just the strategy has changed. Just His possibilities have broadened themselves for me because I'm well aware of his greatness. If I was still expecting my parents to provide, all I would be getting would be PB&J sandwiches and Kool-Aid. But they're not my primary source of provision any longer. God is. God used my parents to provide for me in one season of my life, and now he uses other things. And you know, I've had to learn as a pastor's wife that my job and my husband's job are not my source, that God is my source. And because he desires to provide for abundance for me, because Jehovah is my God, he has all kinds of possibilities up his miraculous sleeve. One of my favorite stories is that Craig and I had just planted a new church and we didn't know where the provision was coming from. We didn't know how we were going to pay our mortgage payments or how we were going to feed our three sons or how we were going to pay the medical bills. I had just had a baby. And every day I would go to the mailbox in great anticipation. And one day I got a refund from the doctor. Are you kidding me? When was the last time you got a $185 refund from your doctor? And it was just enough for us to buy groceries for the next two weeks. Another day I went to the mailbox and there was a $40 check from a girl who had been in our youth group years ago. She was now a college student and she said, I was praying for you. You were on my mind and I felt like I was supposed to send this to you. Are you kidding me? When does a college student provide for a young family? But Shannon wasn't my source. The doctor wasn't my source. God is my source and provider, and he used 
extraordinary methods during that season in our lives. So, God desires to provide in abundance. Verse 8, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. What? God, are you crazy? A widow? Now, this widow lived in a time period when there were no food stamps. There was no welfare. There were no social security checks coming monthly in the mail to her. Most widows were dying during this drought. What's the point of all this? Well, let me just encourage you in the Lord today. If you're experiencing a drought in your life, don't be surprised when God asks you to do something that makes absolutely no sense in the natural. God asked Elijah to go to a widow's house. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. So what did Elijah do? Did he argue with God? Did, 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 he, did he enter a conversation with God and say, God, are you crazy? Did he turn around, stomp his feet and walk the other way? Did he cry out and panic? What did the righteous Elijah do? Verse 10, so Elijah arose and went to Zarephath. I have a word from God for you today. Arise. Do what Elijah did. Arise from your low places. Elijah did not question God, even though this instruction seemed preposterous in the natural. A widow provide for someone? Widows were the first to die in times of drought. And widows with children? She was the biblical version of the old woman in a shoe. But Elijah walked by faith and not by sight. He walked in obedience and not in doubt. Can a widow provide? I doubt it. But God can provide through the widow. When God asks you to do something ridiculous, arise from your low places and obey. Walk toward the instruction of God. So the rest of verse 10 is this. So Elijah arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. So first Elijah heard God's voice. Then he obeyed God's voice. And then he began to speak the plans of God. The way we primarily hear God's voice is through reading the Bible. So if you're in a dry place, open your Bible, go to church, turn on Christian radio, read a devotional book. It's there that you will hear the voice of God. Then obey what God instructs you to do through his word. And then don't ever forget this step. Begin to speak the plans and purposes of God over your life. Begin to declare out loud what God has said to you. Verse 11. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Well, water she can handle, but bread? Does this widow have anything to give in this season of drought? I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we study the rest of Elijah's story. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.